0: Hello everyone, I'm Andrew Epler and welcome to Season 1 of Yoga for Everyone, a podcast about the evolution of modern yoga. In Season 1, I'm here with Bryce Delbridge at Ashtanga Yoga Studio in Norman, Oklahoma, where we are talking through some of the basic challenges that new students face in today's yoga climate and how the face of modern yoga has changed in recent times. Thanks for joining us. We're so glad you're here. So today's subject is, where do we go with yoga? Where do you go from there? Let's just say you're into yoga and you're somehow relating to yourself as a yoga person. And um, what do you do with that? Like, where does does all that lead? So, Bryce, how's your enlightenment coming? Have you got it yet?
1: No, not yet. Still working on it. (laughs)
0: Oh, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> <Over> <laughs> well, what about you? So serene. How's your, enli-
1: how's your enlightenment?
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm just completely devastated and disappointed in all this. <laughs> I, I, I want my money back. I, I've been doing sorry, yoga for no, all these no years. And I, I want a refund. I should have taken up golf. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get
1: enlightened from golf? Yeah, maybe. I, don't know. I mean, you never know. You
0: never know. Nope. I'm not sorry. I'm very grateful for yoga. Um, Developing a personal practice is where you go. You, you know, people do yoga and they they say that they do yoga and, uh, and they're a yoga person. They own a yoga mat. They own lots of yoga clothes. And they, they will tell you that they do yoga. But what they're really saying is that sometimes on Tuesday evening and once in a while <laughs> on Thursday morning and sometimes on Sunday and every once in a while they will do a, a, a little bit of yoga at home but they're talking about attending yoga classes at yoga studios. And um, I'm glad that they do because I have a yoga studio and I really appreciate it when people come to my yoga studio and attend my classes. But for me, the biggest compliment that anyone can really pay is when they decide that they like yoga enough to do it on their own Mm -hmm. and to develop a personal practice. Mm -hmm. So that really thins out the students, (laughs) not because they're uh, home doing their personal practice, but because they don't want to hear that and they they, they will run away. Um, But there is a Sanskrit formula, very ancient idea, kala, desha, and abhyasa. This uh, doing something at the same time, in the same place, every day, habitually, is, is what that's referring to. Mm-hmm. And that is the sort of classical definition of a practice mm-hmm. versus a hobby
1: yeah.
0: or, or uh, some extracurricular activity. You know, yeah. you can say, well, it's Friday night. Should we go to yoga? Well, we could go to a movie and go out to eat or we could go to yoga and then go out to eat. Or, you know, is like, is yoga an expendable income kind of an activity mm-hmm. or is it a lifestyle or perhaps something quite important so even if it would be five or ten minutes every day i think that that goes a very long way towards getting into some of the more internal benefits that yoga has to offer Mm -hmm.
1: yeah with with glasses it's like uh It's a great thing to go to and learn new techniques and new methods. But if that's, if your sole practice is relying on going to a studio and working with the same teacher day in and day out, what are you going to do when you're traveling? What are you going to do when your teacher's not there? What are you going to do when you're, when they're sick or, or when they're traveling? It's like, if your whole practice is relying on somebody else, it's not a bad thing, but there's only so far that you can go. And there's only so many benefits that you're going to reap. And I think the initial stage that most people start off with is by going to classes. That's how I started off was going to you and your dad's classes. And that was great. But at a certain point, it's like if I wanted to feel better more of the time, I had to start doing anything that I could remember from that class on my own mat so that my whole day was better. And I didn't have to just wait until the evening to get uh, some good feelings. I could start my day by like moving around and breathing. And then the whole day just, This goes way better. Um, But that doesn't really happen if we're only relying on the studio for our only means to feeling better.
0: I, I often think of taking a shower. You know, like, like, what would happen if you stopped taking showers? Uh-oh. Well, we know what happens if you stop taking <laughs> showers. It's not desirable. You don't like that. When we take a shower, do we get excited about it? And uh, is, is it a big deal? Do, do we identify with that as like, I'm a shower kind of a guy. I'm, I'm a shower person. Yep, I take showers. Well, it's not that big of a deal. So doing an asana practice or a meditative practice or any kind of yoga-oriented discipline... It can be like that. Yeah, if we over-identify with it. It, it, It's just uh, about doing something that that really cleans you from the inside and uh, it's a kind of hygiene, especially asanas. For sure. So um, cultivating that is the next step from going to classes. And, you know, once you've learned enough and, and, you know, it's true that even now, like, we always have better classes, better practices when we're together with a group of people sure it's different it's It's such a wonderful dynamic and and you know one of my best things is is just to to practice together with some of my longtime students and 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 i i sometimes think oh my god how many breaths have we taken together Mm -hmm. like over the over the years thousands and thousands hundreds of thousands Mm -hmm. and those start to fall right into sync and especially in Ashtanga where we're heavy breathers and mm-hmm. we've all learned to breathe together and we're mm-hmm. all on a particular count, it's a very powerful thing. Mm-hmm. It's not the only way to practice yoga. It's not It's not the only thing there is, but it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And when people practice together for long periods and support each other, that that's a wonderful thing. But so is getting up and just doing it in your underwear, in your living room or in your bedroom yeah. with nobody around it's, it's also a wonderful experience. Yeah,
1: it's just different. There are benefits to each one and it just feels and, completely different.
0: And then, you know, over-identifying with yoga, we, we kind of touched on that in, in, in earlier podcasts, but one of the things that stops taking yoga forward is when we alienate our friends and family with it. Mm -hmm. And and I I think that that has to be looked at, you know, we go marching into grandmother's kitchen announced that we're a vegetarian. (laughs) No, we're not eating your food. No, your, your, your kitchen is actually dirty because it has meat (laughs) in it. And I'm my, my spiritual vibration is too high and I don't harm animals anymore. (laughs) Well, who's more important, that Turkey or your grandmother, (laughs) and maybe you're the Turkey. And, um, You know, I, I, am vegetarian and have been for 30 odd years, 35 years. And, and so it's not that I'm advocating that people eat meat, but I'm advocating that we practice yoga in a way that brings us closer to other people and breaks down the barriers Mm -hmm. rather than puts up a wall. Yeah. Well said. And, um, You know, if, if other people are out of shape or, or they're, they're not disciplined or they're heavier than you are or whatever, nobody is more acutely aware of that than they are. Mm. And, and even the slightest flicker of arrogance or, or judgment Mm. from someone who's, who's actively practicing can be so painful Mm -hmm. for, for the other person who doesn't, uh, you know, and we don't often see that.
1: And even turn them even farther away from yoga or going to a studio because they're, naive arrogant family member (laughs) was like shoving it down their throat
0: i'm I'm a yoga guy i eat yoga food i listen to yoga music i Uh wear yoga clothes (laughs) and anything that's not yoga is just lame i'm so over it i'm above that my spiritual vibration has
1: risen to the level of spiritual materialism
0: (laughs) absolutely And, you know, it's okay. It's okay. We're all just, you know, in our own process and understanding it. And, you know, maybe we do have friends that we need to part ways with. Yeah, Like if you want to hang out with alcoholics and party people who are just trashing their bodies and and, uh, they're really interested in the gratification of their senses and that's their main thing. Sure. Then... You with your yoga vibe, it's just not going to fit very well. Yeah. And they're not helping you and you're not helping them. You're reminding them that they need to straighten up. They're reminding you that... You're too uptight. You're (laughs) too uptight. (laughs) And it it is not a good fit. So sometimes we do change social spheres because of yoga. But if you're doing stuff that's not good for you and you're trying to practice yoga every day, you'll figure it out. Yeah you'll either you know learn to sleep more or eat different stuff but if you practice you have a a yardstick by which you can measure everything Mm -hmm. and you know if you turns out if you like drink five or six glasses of wine and stay up till 3 a.m your yoga is not that great the next day Mm -mm. (laughs) you know i've just discovered these things over time i'm very sensitive to energy and um I just noticed that I feel like crap when I do the wrong thing. So, so at some point I I don't like that. And it's not like giving up something that I love. It's just like avoiding something that I'm not interested in. Yeah. So, um, and that can be done. I really believe in a kind and gentle way with the people around us. Mm -hmm.
1: As we continue with our, Own practice, like you're mentioning with food or sleep patterns, we start to notice immediately how that affects our practice the very next day. And so, not just with food or just with sleep, but also like emotions and uh, getting an argument with somebody or having some devastating grief take place. All of that also affects our yoga practice. And so, as we're cultivating our own personal practice of trying to practice yoga off the mat the more advanced practice turns into being a better person and how can we be kind to our grandma who's trying to serve us Turkey and how can, how can we be loving and compassionate to our friends who drink too much alcohol and, and how can we embrace all of our relationships and all of the facets are in our life without, um, using yoga as a way to like disconnect from our, from our friends and our family, but how can we use yoga to actually like embrace this sort of unsightly parts of our lives and actually cultivate more happiness and kindness within those more darker destructive sides of humanity?
0: well by practicing yoga yes like real yoga yes you stay connected to the bright good thing inside of you and stay identified with that and and realize that that also exists in each of the other people too absolutely and speak to them from that place yes and try to try to you know use all the breathing and postures and meditation to to stay connected with that yes and And we all blow it and there are people that irritate me and (laughs) and, you know, once in a while I just tell them about it (laughs) and it's not very nice uh, of course. And, and we're all students, we're all practitioners and that's why they call it practice. And once in a while you screw up, but ideally creating an expanding, evolving, sustainable, appropriate practice, that actually opens us up and enables us to become closer to other people, Yeah, to actually take care of other people. How are we going to take care of other people if we don't take care of ourselves? Yeah, we can't. If if your kids are yelling and and your partner's complaining at you and you're worried about money and you're just suffering in life with the the stuff that that we all deal with and you're identified with that and you don't have any tools to, to like go inside and get still... Of course, you're not going to help other people that much. Real yoga should fit with your life. Mm-hmm. So if that means 15 minutes of asana practice and trying to be more patient with your children and your co-workers and your partner and the people around you... Then that's advanced you. That's super good. And, and like, like uh, our dear friend Robert Bustani said one time, mm-hmm. standing in front of somebody who's deliberately saying hurtful stuff, deliberately trying to insult you and put you down and somehow being able to sit there and, and calmly smile at them and not take it personal, realize that that's the product of their mind. And even though they're pushing every button you have, you've got something left inside of you, some kind of stability or emotional maturity to deal with that situation. Wow. Now that's a real yogi. Yeah. That's advanced Uh, yoga. That's the culmination of advanced yoga. Yeah. Those are the, people I admire. And, and that's what I have admired in my teachers over the years. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, some of them are old. Some of them have a big belly. Mm-hmm. Some of them are not necessarily great asana people, but, but they use yoga practice to deal with the inevitable challenges that life brings yeah. in a gracious way. Yeah. And I admire that so much. So, so in, in wrapping up this season, I just want to talk about pulling yourself inward, using your asana practice and your meditation and your breathing to reflect and uh, and and briefly touch on pratyahara, which is the withdrawing of the senses from their objects. That's really kind of like the segue between all the physical practices and all the internal meditative practices if we are just thinking about you know we can sit in lotus and we can have our eyes closed and be sitting very straight and look like such a yogi but if i'm thinking about you know sex and ice cream and and <laughs> how much money i've got and and what a, what a cool person i am and you know like all the the things that i would like to enjoy well that's not yoga that's just sitting there thinking about all this stuff you want to enjoy Actually, Pratyahara is the kind of cutoff point where a person becomes more interested in the internal mental spaces that they can arrive at and go into the concentration. Mm-hmm. And, and and like when, when you've had enough of fulfilling your senses, then something else arises. Mm-hmm. Not that you shouldn't enjoy your life, but uh, if that's really your only game then there's not a lot of room for spiritual practice. Yeah. And finally, kindness and compassion. Karma yoga. Figuring out what it is that we're actually supposed to be doing with our life from the inside, not from the outside. And if we're not sure, practice karma yoga. Karma yoga means just help other people. Yeah. Save it, them. It, it immediately connects us to our communities and the people around us because we can see in a tangible way that we're of service. So when we're of service, we don't feel alone. Mm -hmm. We don't feel isolated and we we actually can feel the support and love of our community. Yeah,
1: it takes our minds off our own problems when we're focusing on helping other people with theirs.
0: Thank you everyone for joining us for this episode of Yoga for Everyone. If you found our conversation meaningful, we would love for you to consider subscribing, sharing this episode with a friend, or writing a review of our podcast. If you have any questions or thoughts to share, you're welcome to shoot us an email through our website, ashtangayogastudio.com. Thanks again for listening.